Hey cake lovers, welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah, and on today's episode we will be talking to Kate from Baking for Billy. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more, I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes, send me everything you have, I send me everything. You know, baking is, it's such a craft. All of your senses are involved and it's such an expression and it's cozy and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. All right, guys, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers and, of course, anyone who loves cake. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the dessert studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery, we ended up doing a lot of graduation cakes, and it was kind of exciting because a lot of these people didn't know for sure if they were going to get to have a party or what was what graduation was going to look like for them, and so it was kind of exciting to be able to be a part of some of their somewhat smaller but still important celebrations for these milestones, and so we did graduation cakes this week. Yeah. And we had a couple of birthday cakes, actually, and one of them was kicking our trash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It Um, wasn't even like... It shouldn't have been a hard cake. No. And I think it was probably maybe because they gave us full creative freedom, and so we obviously, when someone does that, you want it to be extra good. So we actually tried a couple of different techniques that we were thinking, hey, let's try this. Maybe don't try them on an actual (laughs) cake. Maybe make a cake to practice on. But we thought, yeah, let's give this a go. And so we ended up scraping down this cake back down to the cake two different times. It was so (laughs) aggravating. And there's just those days in the kitchen where like, like that day was one of them when not only the cake wasn't turning out how you wanted it, but also like. You would set something down, and then it's just gone. Like yeah. you don't know where it went. Yeah, <laughs> we have a little, we have a little, um, like folding wallet-looking thing of tweezers that we use for putting beads and stuff on cakes. It's gone. I mean, literally, literally just, gone. We cannot find it. <laughs> and we needed it. And I texted Savannah after she had gone home, and I said, "Hey, do you know what those tweezers are?" And she said, "Yeah, I put them right there. They're not there. <laughs> They're not anywhere. We still haven't found them. It's yeah. been a week, and we still have not found them." But I always know when Savannah says, I'm so over this, (laughs) that I need to just keep my mouth shut and just work, work away because stay out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it might might not go well. And so this was one of those times by the second time we were scraping down that cake. And I think she had said, I'm so over this two or three times at least. (laughs) No, but there's just those days in the kitchen where like nothing goes right. But. Anyways, we eventually <laughs> we eventually got the cake to to look good and the customer loved it and so but yeah, the cake ended up looking good and it was it, it was actually a really fun cake once we simplified it and just <laughs> ended up doing something that was a sure thing instead of experimenting. Yeah. So yeah, lesson learned. Um if you're wanting to try new techniques, maybe do it on a dummy cake before you do it on a real order and <laughs> yeah exactly because that was um that was interesting yeah. <laughs> but we made it and it looked good and it was it was overall a really good week in the yeah, bakery we had sure. a lot of fun and we had another really good question come into us this yeah. week um they asked hi just wondering what you suggest is the best thing for doweling cakes thanks 
I love that because we are actually in the next couple weeks we finally have some wedding cake orders um things are starting to get back to normal and people are following through with some of their official wedding dates and so we are pumped to get back to doing wedding cakes and a few of our consultations we've had this week have booked and so it's just starting to feel more normal and we love wedding cakes and so we are just thrilled and we're excited about this question because I think this is a thing that people struggle with sometimes and there's a few options and we need to know what is best. Yes, and and sometimes it's through trial and error that you learn what you like the best and maybe different people like different things, but we've discovered that we really like the hard plastic ones that look kind of like a straw. They're hollow in the center, but they're thicker and they're really, really sturdy, really strong. Almost like a little pipe. Yeah, yeah, it almost seems like a little pipe, but... So we've obviously got the wooden dowels. We've got those kind of more plastic ones. And then we've got like some bubble straws that I've, I've seen lots of people use mm-hmm. and is pretty popular. Um, but yeah, so we even took this to Instagram and did a little Instagram poll. And we wanted to see which one was the most popular and which one worked best for people. And we got shocking results with the bubble straws. No one likes bubble straws, and we never have, but I thought that maybe other people I see them used enough yeah. that I am I was surprised that they weren't more popular. Yeah, for sure. But we got a really interesting message from The Anxious Baker, whose episode was several weeks back, but we love Steffi, and so... If you haven't listened to her episode, you should go listen to it. It's really good. Yeah, for sure. But she mentioned um, that... Let's see. Where is her message? I'll just read it real quick. I always used thick straws because they're cheaper and seemed to work. Until they didn't, one bent and my cake slid sideways. I had to give a full refund, so I'll use wooden dowels forever now. Not worth the wasted cake. So that's like a perfect Mm. example of why the straws aren't great. Straws are already not super strong to begin with. And so to have them in a cake and like yeah. hoping that they'll support two tier three tier however many tiers probably pretty stressful <laughs> probably one of those times when it would be good to learn from other people's experiences instead of having to learn from your own mishap yeah so, so if you're wondering like this person messaged us like they're wondering um yeah probably steer clear away from the straws we've never liked them and we we see that lots of other people don't like yeah. them but the wooden dowels, though, work well, and the plastic, yeah. the really strong plastic ones are just, they're really nice because yeah. they're a little easier to cut, but they're also really, really sturdy. Yeah, for sure. But we actually use both. Um, the wooden dowels are great because you can sharpen them and then put them into the entire cake. And so we use the plastic straws. She means straws. down through all three tiers or right, all two right. tiers. Yeah. yeah, so we use the plastic straws for just supporting the up, the upper tiers. But then we do use a thick wooden dowel and we sharpen it and then we put it down the middle of two, three, four, five tier cakes to make it all sturdy and together. And to clarify, the plastic ones she's talking about are not like the bubble straws. They're the the thicker ones that... We'll call them pipes. (laughs) Yeah, that you can't really bend. They're great. They're actually really great. For sure. they're, They're a favorite. Yeah, we'll have to share some links though and we will let all of you know on Instagram maybe yeah. which ones we like to use yeah. best um but yeah so I thought that was a fun question and things are Keep starting to get back to normal and we're excited to start doing wedding cakes again but yeah, yeah. well we're really excited to have Kate on from baking 
for Billy. She is a um, a different kind of business than most of us run, and hers was prompted solely for the purpose of remembering her brother and helping those who are struggling or suffering from the cancer that he suffered from. And so let's get her on and hear her story. We're here with Kate from Baking for Billy, and how are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. We're so excited to have you on the program today. There are some cake makers who just are extra inspiring with what they're doing and how they got started, and you're one of those for us. So we're really excited to hear your story. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy to to be here and to be able to, to share it with your listeners. So why don't you just start by telling them kind of what, how this all came about? Sure. Um, well, Baking for Billy is a bakery that I started uh, after my brother Billy passed away uh, after a six-year battle with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and I started the bakery so that I could donate 100% of the profits from every sale to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in, uh, in Billy's name. That's amazing. So what prompted you to do that? Um, you know, when uh, Billy was sick, um, it was around the same time that um, I had just adopted my daughter. She was three, almost three. And, um, you know, I would stay home with her while my husband was at work. And I was going crazy because my family was in the hospital with Billy and I didn't know what to do. So I started baking a lot um, just as something to kind of keep my mind occupied and to also kind of keep her busy. It was something that we could do together. So we started baking a lot. Uh, during that time. And I would just bring all my cupcakes and cookies and everything that I made uh, to the hospital for my family and for the nurses and the doctors. Um, But it was just a good kind of outlet for me um, during that time. And then uh, when Billy passed away in September, I kind of got the idea. I was like laying in bed, half asleep one morning. And I kind of got the idea to start baking again and bake these cakes and try to sell them. And and donate whatever money I got for them uh, to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. That's amazing. And can I ask, how old was Billy when he passed away? Billy was, he was 33. He was 27 when he was diagnosed and he was 33 when he passed away. Wow. Sorry for your loss. I I imagine that was so hard. But it's so, it's so inspiring to hear that baking was kind of your outlet of feeling happiness again, you could say, right? Absolutely. It really was. And I mean, baking, people are like, oh, does it like relax you or like, you know, de-stress? I'm like, no, (laughs) baking definitely isn't a non-stressful activity, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it gave me something to kind of focus on. Um, So it was, it was more about that and having something to kind of like, when you bake, you have to pay attention to what you're doing or it's not going to turn out right. So I, I had to focus when I was doing it. So it would kind of help me, you know, for those hours when I was baking, just have something else to focus on and to kind of turn it into something, you know, positive at the same time, you know, being able to donate, you know, every dollar that I get to donate makes me so happy. So it's it's really been, it's really been an amazing thing. What a great tribute. That really is such a cool thing that you're doing. What, what kind of baking background did you have before this? Um, I mean, not too much. Uh, I, I baked, um, you know, I baked for my family members' birthdays and things like that. Um, I started, I don't really come from like a big baking family. 
I started baking in college because I thought it would impress my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband of 12 years. So I guess it it worked. worked. (laughs) Um, So um, yeah, just um, kind of self-taught a a lot of cookbooks. And uh, now, of course, there's YouTube videos and, you know, um, Instagram and all of that, where everybody's kind of sharing their tips and their techniques. So I kind of just practice a lot and try to, you know, kind of learn something new from every cake that I make. That's awesome. The internet has given us a whole new world, hasn't it's it? It's amazing. <laughs> yes. So as far as the cakes you make, how do the people find you? Um, is it through Instagram or do you have a website? How do all your customers find you? So it's kind of a combination. So I have um, I have an Instagram, of course. Um, I have a Facebook, which um, for me, a lot of like my local customers are more on Facebook. Okay. Um, so they find me more through Facebook and then it's a lot of word of mouth, um, just in the local community. Um, a lot of, you know, initially it was uh, orders from family members and friends, um, you know, kind of just humoring me, I think at first, but then it became, you know, friends of friends. And then eventually, you know, it's to the point now where I can't trace like how that person, like, is connected to me or somebody that I know, it's just, it's all become kind of word of mouth. Um, or if they were at a party where one of my cakes was and people were talking about it. So it's been kind of a cool evolution. Yeah, Uh, But I have a website, uh, bakingforbilly.com. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at bakingforbilly. Very cool. Perfect. So do you find that lots of these customers are in need of a birthday cake or whatever it may be? Or do you find that sometimes they are just wanting to help donate and so they order a cake for that? Yeah, I think um, a lot of my, you know, customers, you know, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, there aren't too many people out there who haven't been affected by cancer in some way. So I think they've definitely kind of rallied behind me and this cause, um, because they personally have, you know, experience with a loved one, um, you know, who has gone through cancer treatment or passed away from cancer. So, um, they pretty much, you know, can all agree that cake is great and cancer sucks. (laughs) So, um, um, so I definitely do see a lot of people who just order cake for no reason. Like there doesn't have to be reason for cake. (laughs) Um, or, you know, people like, they're like, I can't wait until my mom's birthday so that I can order a cake and, and, you know, just any reason to, to kind of celebrate, you know, or maybe they weren't going to have a celebration, but now they are. Um, you know, and I also have, um, through my website, I was doing a a sponsor, uh, a cake, um, that was pretty, um, pretty cool. People kept messaging me saying, I don't live in the area, but I want to help. I want to do something. So I, um, I kind of set up where you could sponsor a cake, um, and it would, we would deliver it to somebody in our community that we felt maybe needed some cheering up. Um, maybe they had just lost someone or maybe they were going through a difficult time and we would show up with a cake, um, you know, and a message and, you know, hope this brightens your day. Um, from somebody, a stranger, essentially. So um, a lot of people did that. And I thought that was really cool. Actually, the very first sponsored cake that we ever did, uh, we brought to the cancer treatment center that Billy would get his chemo from um, for the patients uh, who who were there getting chemo that day. So Kate, do you find that a lot of the time 
these people are ordering cakes more for the charity aspect than even having an event? Um, well, I, uh, of course, get a lot of birthday cake orders in the holidays. I got a lot of, you know, uh, holiday party orders, but I definitely do see um, where a lot of people are just ordering cakes for no reason. Um, you know, they don't necessarily need a reason for cake. Um, they just want to kind of support the cause um, and and celebrate. Maybe they're just going to have a nice dinner at their house or something and, and um, have a cake there. Um, we also have a sponsor, a cake option where, uh, you can, if you don't live in the area, um, and I was getting that, you know, that question a lot is, you know, how do I help if I don't live in the area? Obviously I can't order a cake. Um, so we set up a sponsor, a cake option, uh, where you could purchase a cake and, uh, we would deliver it to somebody in our community that we felt um, was in need of a little cheering up. Maybe they just lost a loved one, or uh, maybe they were going through um, cancer treatment or something like that. Uh, the very first sponsored cake that we ever did, um, we actually drove down to the cancer uh, treatment center where Billy got most of his uh, chemo treatments. So that was definitely a nice moment for us. That's awesome. And I'm sure it's so cool to see People just wanting to help out. And honestly, it's so amazing to see that humanity is good and people want to help. And and yeah, I love that. I love your story and that it does show that people care. Absolutely. And, and, and my local community has been so amazing um, in supporting me, not just ordering cakes, but sharing my page and, and talking about Billy's story. Um, and you know, just, just the support from the community has been unbelievable and, and really has meant so much to me and my family. I noticed you had a post about the future of baking for Billy. Can you tell us what you're planning for that? Yes, uh, absolutely. So, um, the future of baking for Billy, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, in addition to, you know, running baking for Billy, I also have a full-time job, um, and I have a, you know, a family and I'm almost nine year old daughter. And, um, you know, I have been thinking a lot about, you know, how to find the balance in that. Cause it's hard, um, you know, doing that, you know, I would come home from work at five 30 and I would eat like a really quick dinner <laughs> and I would immediately go in the kitchen and, and start baking and, um, you know, be up until 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, you know, so that didn't really leave too much time for, for my family. So that's been, it's been tough. Uh, and my daughter does love to help. Um, she calls herself the butter, buttercream queen. <laughs> she oh. likes to <laughs> help mix buttercream. Um, but you know, there's only so much that she could do and be involved in really. Uh, so I kind of came up with the idea that I would concentrate more on like pop-up shops. Uh, we did a, a pop-up shop for Valentine's Day. Um, it was our first one and we did cupcakes. So we did like this two pack of cupcakes and we sold them for $10 and we donated all of the profit from the sales to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And I thought we would be there, you know, throughout, it was like the five days leading up to Valentine's Day. So I thought we'd be there for like four or five days selling cupcakes. But within a day and a half, we completely sold out. Like everybody went crazy and was talking about it on Facebook. And it was a really cool thing. Um, and the news came out and, and it was awesome. So we had such a great uh, turnout for that. 
and it was so successful mm-hmm. um, that I think that that seems to kind of be the direction that Baking for Billy is heading in. Um, you know, one, because it allows me to kind of take a step back from the custom cake orders that can be so time consuming. Um, and also I feel like a little bit isolating, you know, decorating cakes, you know, at 11 o'clock at night by myself in, in a kitchen can be a little lonely. Um, whereas if I'm doing cupcakes, it's something that that's something that my family can be more involved in. Uh, my mom wants to be more involved and my sister-in-law, Jen, um, who's also a great baker. So that's something that, you know, we can kind of do together as a family. Um, and also, you know, we'll be able to donate you know, just as much, if not more, to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society as I would doing doing cakes. I think that's a really great thing because even, I mean, you're doing this as a cause and you've got a kind of a mission that you're performing. But for our other listeners out there, for all of us that are doing this on the daily on a daily basis, this whole baking thing, we have to sometimes take a step back and reorganize our priorities and figure out how we can do what we're doing, but do it in a a smarter way and in a way that gives us better balance in our lives. And so that's a really good lesson for all of us that are doing this to be aware of the effect it's having on our lives and our sanity, our family's well-being. And if we need to make little micro adjustments or even some major adjustments, be willing to figure that out and do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many times someone's asked me to go out for dinner (laughs) or drinks after work. And I'm like, sorry, can't. I have to go and bake. (laughs) So it'll be nice to kind of, um, you know, get my life back. But at the same time, you know, baking for Billy means so much to me. And it's, it's not something that I could ever, you know, give up or walk away from, you know, it's kind of become a part of who I am. So, um, you know, definitely trying to figure out, you know, what, what the balance is and, and how to find it, you know, as much as possible. It's easier said than done, of course. Um, but I think I was listening to a podcast uh, and uh, they were interviewing Candace Nelson, the creator of Sprinkles Cupcakes. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, she said that she started out making like these, you know, beautiful, elaborate wedding cakes. Um, and then, of course, like, you know, started Sprinkles Cupcakes. And she said that, you know, sometimes your business dictates to you the direction that it wants to go. Uh, And it might not necessarily look like what you thought it was going to look like in the beginning, but you have to kind of be willing to adapt and follow its lead. Uh, So I definitely think that's where I'm at now. Well, I love what you mentioned, because with the adjustments you've made within your business, it seems kind of like it is involving your family more. Like you mentioned, your mom and your sister-in-law are more involved, even your daughter and I think that's so cool, especially just when we're when we're lonely in the kitchen at 11 o'clock at night. Like you said, it is it's hard, but figuring yes, out ways sure. to involve your loved ones and make it make it a business that you absolutely love. And if that means including your family, your daughter, just making those adjustments, then do it so that you don't get burnt out and so that you're continuing to stay passionate about cake making. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. Um, and my family, you know, they, they do what they can now, you know, with the, the cakes and everything like that, they'll, you know, wash dishes and clean up and assemble boxes, but I think they'll, they'll be looking forward to the promotion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. We, we can all use a dishwasher, can't we? 
<laughs> for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable when they <laughs> offer to come over and, and wash the dishes. That's a game changer. Miracle workers. <laughs> Wish they lived a little yep. closer. We'd uh, have them come and help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so appreciative of you coming on and talking to us about what you're doing. I think that this is an inspiring story and I can tell that it means so much to you what you're doing and who you're doing it for and the reason you're doing it. And I think yours yours is a, a special case, but I think that for our listeners out there, the reason behind everything has to has to be a big thing. I mean, whether you're doing it as a charitable thing like you are or whether you're doing it to help support your family or whether you're doing it as a creative outlet, the reason behind behind the doing of it is super important and we need to figure out what that is. Otherwise, it can become such a grind, but when we have purpose behind what we're doing, it becomes more of a joyful experience and something that we can be happy about instead of feeling buried by it. And so I am so glad that you came on today. I'm so glad we came across your Instagram. If you have an opportunity, if you're listening and you have an opportunity, please go look at Kate's Instagram. It's baking for Billy. And I'm sure that there are some ways that you can probably get involved and help with some cause like this where you are. And thank you so much, Kate, for sharing your story with us. And Kate. Thank you so much for having me. How much have you raised for the charity? Almost $5,000. That is incredible. And how long have you been doing it? Five months. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Which was my goal when I thought, you know, when I first started it, I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if at the end of a year I could donate, I could have donated $5,000 to, to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, you know, just, I mean, it was just an arbitrary, not, I just thought, you know, that number sounded great. <laughs> so when, um, you know, when we hit that number only five months in, um, you know, it, it's just pretty amazing, you know, how much people, you know, want to, to support the cause is, has been so great. Um, so yeah, I'm sure by the end of the year, we'll over double it. And, um, you know, who knows from there, I don't, I don't plan on stopping. <laughs> That's fantastic. So. What a blessing you are for the people whose lives you're helping change. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for talking to us. And I'm sure that our listeners are equally impressed and inspired by you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you both for having me. I'm so excited to be a, a part of the, the show. Wasn't that awesome, you guys? Kate is just such an inspiration, and I think it is so selfless to do what she's doing. We all know that cakes take a long time, and it's tiring and time-consuming. And and isolating, like she said. Yeah. A lot of times she was giving up things so that she would be able to do these cakes, and and so it is a sacrifice, and I think what she's done is really cool. Yeah, and for sure. a blessing to a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah, and just like... The fact that she's letting the memory of her brother, Billy, live on through this, I think is so cool and just so inspirational. So such a cool story. And for this week's challenge, we want to just kind of go off of that and how she was so selfless with her baking. I think we all can be more selfless with our baking. We all know that cakes and cupcakes and cookies and sweets in general brighten people's lives. And in the world right now, people need brightening. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's so much going on. There's so many trials people are dealing with right now and so many struggles. And 
and there's a lot of hard stuff. And so we would just like everybody to look outside yourself and look for a way that you can use your talent, your skill to bless somebody else's life. When we first started the dessert studio, we thought about how we wanted to incorporate some kind of service into our bakery. And so we set a goal that we would do a service every month and we got off to a pretty decent start and did a couple of good things and then kind of things slipped a little bit and we got really busy. So this was a good inspiration for us to kind of refocus. I know, um, not too long after we got started, we did a, a service where we had a bunch of people that we know, a bunch of my kids' friends, really, that came and joined us. And we took cupcakes to an assisted living facility and went and visited with these sweet older people that are lonely, often nobody there with them, and just let them have a cupcake and then visited with them for a few minutes. And we took a whole crew of people in and we spent quite a while there. Yeah. And it was honestly such a great experience and the people were so happy and it was just so awesome to spend a little time with them and see see what we had done bring a little bit of happiness to their day yeah for sure I think we can all do that in some form whether it be big or small maybe we just have an extra cupcake that we didn't use for an order and we go give it to someone just a neighbor not even necessarily someone we know who is struggling but everyone has has bad days and yeah. so a sweet will definitely brighten that yeah. for them and so and, and she's right what she said about not n not necessarily having to look for people who are definitely struggling um, we all have struggles and a lot of times I think people get overlooked because they've managed to put on a happy face but you never know really what's inside and what people are dealing with and so just spread the love by spreading the sweets this week yep <laughs> But thank you so much, guys, for everything. And speaking of spreading the love, we have felt your love, especially this past week. We've just gotten lots of messages, um, lots of new followers and subscribers. Some really sweet reviews yeah. that really were very touching and made us very happy that we're doing this. So, yeah. so thank you for all of those. My mom's eyes are getting watery. <laughs> <laughs> if you, and just in case you don't know me personally, <laughs> I everyone who knows me knows I am a baby. <laughs> I ball so easily, it's embarrassing sometimes. But really, I, I can't really help it. I don't know. I have, I guess I have that personality, blue personality or something, where you're like <laughs> extra emotional or something. But I do. I just, I, a lot of times I feel very touched by things. <laughs> so this probably isn't the last time that you'll maybe hear <laughs> that I'm crying a little bit or something. But no, really, this week was very. It was very rewarding because sometimes you wonder, are people actually listening? Are they liking what we're doing? Are they really understanding why we're doing this? And I know we've had some episodes with some people that I have felt were so good. And I just want people to hear from these people and and learn from them and feel their, their joy and their enthusiasm and their passion. And so this week was great because we discovered that a lot of you are feeling that and seeing what we're doing. And it was really nice. So thank you. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's rewarding what we're doing, just being able to talk to people we would have never talked with and not only interviews, but messaging back and forth with all of you listeners. It's been so much fun. And so and I have to say one thing that has been a little bit surprising to me is that some of the people who we have interviewed, I feel like they've become friends and like yeah, for sure. we message back and forth and we kind of try to catch up a little bit on what's happening with them. And and I don't know, it's just it, it's a nice little 
bonus that I really didn't anticipate. Yeah, for sure. But thank you guys for making this community stronger little by little. And yeah, it's been awesome. And thank you to our producer, Corey, for all that he does behind the scenes. And stay tuned next week because next week is an exciting episode. Yes, we're going to be talking to Emerly from Sugar Rush, and she's awesome. And it's going to be a good one. So join us next week when we'll continue to talk cake. Hey, everyone. This is producer Corey. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Also, subscribe to the podcast and follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on any content. If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post, and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.